I want you to turn to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. We're going to read the entire psalm tonight. I'm kidding. Psalm 119. We'll read two verses, 89 and 90. Pray for the last couple of weeks. This has been on my heart and... Uh, I wanted, I wanted, I had a desire for something to work out and I didn't think it was going to. And then the Lord in his infinite mercy and grace just worked it all out this afternoon even. Actually about five o'clock is when it all came around. And I just love how God just, you'll understand here in just a little bit. We're going to end on a high note tonight. Praise the Lord. Psalm 119 verses 89 and 90. Catch on to this now. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Forever, that means everlasting. That means forever. It means eternal, just in case you didn't know. Forever, O Lord, thy word, the word there, the word is actually the spoken word. So everything out of the voice of God. So think about that. Forever, eternal. Everlasting, O Lord, your spoken word, everything that you've told us, everything that you have said in past, present, and future is settled. That means it's fixed, it's established in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth and it abideth. This uh, last January, January the 20th of 2022, we celebrated an anniversary that has changed this world, especially changed this nation. January the 20th of 2020 was the very first case of COVID in America. It's an anniversary none of us want to celebrate. We're tired of it. We're sick of it. But we have to acknowledge the fact that it had happened. The last two years have been unprecedented for this nation and for this world. We, and yet, and still yet to this day, people are worried, they're afraid, they're anxious. And we have yet to see the, the, what is going to happen because of what's happened this last two years. It's, uh, we'll, we'll never probably fully exhaust or be able to get away from what this virus has done to our world and to our nation. It's been two years of division. It's been two years of what's the truth and what's a lie. It's been two years of questions that's been unanswered. I'm not, I'm not bashing anyone. I'm not speaking for or against anything. I'm just, I'm just giving you facts tonight. It's been two years of death. It's been two years of great difficulty on many, especially your pastors. And one thing that has been common is there's been no consistency. In two years, it's been nothing but change. Almost daily. In fact, almost hourly, things have changed. Things change. I mean, now think about it. I'm just, I don't mean to make light. And again, I'm not bashing anyone. But think about this. In two years, we went from no masks 
to masks, to two masks, now only one mask matters. We've changed. We've changed. We went from lockdowns to no lockdowns. We went from six feet to three feet to two feet to no feet. It's changed. I'm I'm not, again, we all have our opinions and that's one thing that's changed. From the, you, some of you can go back to the start of this to where you are now and your opinion has changed. And my opinion has changed. No doubt your opinion has changed. But there's been no consistency, no constant. And really sometimes change is good. But for, listen, this is the only thing that I can recollect and maybe you can as well going back through our history of this world. This has been the only thing that I can think of and going back in my mind and even in history, the only thing worldwide that we have seen worldwide affect people on a daily basis. Worldwide, there has been no constant, no consistency. And again, I'm not bashing anybody. People have tried to make changes and adapt to the information they were getting on a daily and weekly basis. We had to do that here in this church. And we had to make changes. But but my point is tonight, there's absolutely been no constant. And people are still looking for consistency. They're still looking for something constant. They're looking for something they can put their faith and trust in. And can I submit to you, right now, we don't trust nobody. We don't trust, (laughs) we definitely don't trust the media. We don't trust our government. Regardless of what side of the aisle you're from, we don't trust nobody. Regardless of race, regardless of background, regardless of how much money you have in the bank, we don't trust nobody. And the world is looking for something to put their faith and their trust upon. Bless God, I've got something that I put my faith and my trust on. Thy word, oh Lord, is settled forever in heaven. That's what I put my what that's what I put my faith in. These last two years is a fact that I've got a word that is forever settled. And what's that word? The word is he's faithful. His faithfulness is unto all generations. The Lord is faithful and great is his faithfulness. Hallelujah, glory to God. When I think about God and think about all his characteristics and his attributes, I have to say that his faithfulness is the greatest attribute to man. Why? You say, why would you say that, Brian? I think it's greater than grace. I think his faithfulness is greater than mercy. I think it's greater than anything he can do. Why? Because if he wasn't faithful to give us all those things, we wouldn't have him in the first place. Great is his faithfulness. And I've staked my entire life on the fact that his word is forever settled. I've staked my entire life on the fact that he is faithful. And thank God, he was, whoa, glory to God. He was my help in the past. He's my high tower in the present. And he's my hope for the future. Thank God he was faithful yesterday. He's faithful today. And he'll be faithful tomorrow. Why? Because Hebrews says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you go to my office,
down at Evangelistic Outreach. I've got a little book, bookshelf there. And on that bookshelf, you'll see a bunch of Bibles. And they range different sizes. They're, they're different in age. But if you go through them, you'll find that it's a brown bear family tree. <laughs> you say, why would you say that? My mom was a brown. That's her maiden name. And my dad's a bear, of course. They've got made fun of their entire lives, so go ahead and make fun of them. The brown bears are coming to sing tonight. Woohoo! And now I've got the brown bears kitchen. You can follow me on Facebook. Anyway, uh, but I've got a brown bear family tree. You can go there and you can go all the way back. I've got a great, great, I've got a great grandfather's Bible. I've got two great grandfathers. I got their Bibles on both sides of the family. I've got grandmother's Bibles. I got mom and dad's Bibles. I got my very first Bible given to me by my grandmother, Virginia Bear. I've got my first preaching Bible given to, my, given to me from my mom and dad. And if you go look and if we could have a picture, if you could be transported into my, my home and my house, you'll find that that heritage continues because you can go in our rooms and there's still more Bibles. There's one that says Brian Bear. There's one that says Heather Bear. There's one that says Abigail Bear. And there's one that says Alexander Bear. What I'm trying to tell you is my family's built their, their lives on the heritage of this that thy word is forever settled and that God is faithful and bless God I want to teach my kids and one day my grandkids that thy word is still settled great is his faithfulness I want grandkids Abby and Alex but not right now amen all throughout scripture, he was faithful. The Old Testament, he was faithful. I'm telling you, if you, I, I had the privilege to speak to some eighth graders at Willsburg on Friday. And our pastor said this often and I repeated it to them. I said, it had, God had to write the Bible. Because if God, if, if a man wrote the Bible, a lot of verses, a lot of chapters, a lot of stories in fact, a lot of books would be left out. And probably two of those books that would have been left out would have been Jeremiah and Lamentation. I mean, you've read those. Are, Jeremiah's a lengthy book. Lamentation's not so lengthy. About six chapters of Lamentations. But I'm telling you, it's nothing but gloom, despair, and agony on me, right? <laughs> book of Lamentations especially. There's, there's three speakers in the book of Lamentations, Jeremiah, Jerusalem, and Jehovah. And from the very beginning, you'll find that the book of Lamentations has a revolving theme. There's solitude, goes into sorrow, goes into suffering, then goes into a loss of strength, and then goes to sin. It's a revolving door in Lamentations. Now, now you want to talk about something that, if you go home and read it, you can plop it right into this nation and this world right now. Jerusalem at that time was experiencing loneliness. No one was going to church. There was no worship. They had lost their children. They had lost their family. They had no jobs. Everything was taken away from them. 
At one point, Ron, they felt no doubt like Jehovah God was nowhere to be found. No doubt they felt like he was non-existent, that he was silent, that he was their enemy. Six chapters, almost all of it, was nothing but despair, turmoil, solitude, loneliness, suffering, sorrow, sin. But then right in the middle, right in the middle of all this suffering, right in the middle of all this solitude, right in the middle of all the sin, right in the middle of all the sorrow, Dan, Jesus speaks up. (laughs) The Lord speaks up. And look at what it said. This, Jeremiah speaking of the Lord, this I recall to my mind, therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. He says, yes, we have an enemy. Yes, everything's been taken away from us. Yes, we don't have a place to worship. Yes, it's gonna get bad and probably it's gonna get worse, but the Lord hasn't consumed us and he is faithful. Bless God, I got hope for us tonight. I got hope for the Rubyville Community Church. I've got hope for the church world. Bless God, the Lord is faithful. Great is his faithfulness. Hallelujah. He's faithful in his promises. In his promises. Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. 1 Thessalonians five twenty four says, Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Psalm 36, 5 says, Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reacheth under the clouds. Hebrews 10, 23 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. Great is thy faithfulness. He is faithful in his promises. He is not a man that he should lie. What's that mean? He is above man. He created man and he is not gonna lie. He's gonna keep his promises. He is faithful to keep his promises. If God said it, hallelujah, buckle up, get ready. It's gonna happen, bless God. If he says he's gonna bless you, get ready for a blessing. If he says he's gonna heal you, get ready to be healed. If he says he's gonna provide for you, guess what? Thank God, he's gonna provide. Glory to God. He's gonna provide. He's not gonna lie, he's faithful. Glory to God. Somebody shout, thank God, he's faithful. He's faithful in his promise. He's faithful in his protection. Listen, young people, middle-aged and senior saints, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there hath no no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. What's that mean? It means you're not the only one going through something. It means what you're going through, someone else has been through it, and they will go through it in the future. But God is faithful. (laughs) But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able. 
but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. It does not say he won't put up on us more than we can bear. You're quoting that wrong. I'm sorry. That's not what that means. But what it does mean is that there is nothing that comes down your path that God hasn't already made a way out of it. Why? Because he's faithful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. She has a right to shout. If you only knew what she's been going through. God's faithful, hallelujah, Sandy Lord, he's faithful. Second Thessalonians 3, 3 says, but the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Keep you from evil. He'll deliver you from evil, but he'll keep you from it. I'd rather the young people, he keep you from it. That's to deliver you out of it. Amen. Still the same grace. Hallelujah. He's faithful in his promises. He's faithful in his protection. Oh, I like this. He's faithful in his pardon. First Timothy 1.15 says, this is a faithful saying. And we're the all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Oh, this is a good one right here. Be ready to shout. First John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's faithful. He's faithful. Great is his faithfulness. I don't think we have a doubt. And in my feeble attempt to show you tonight, I hope you understand that great is his faithfulness. The question is, will you be faithful to him? Isn't it amazing how God has worked out this day? Our pastor preaching what he did today, and now me piggybacking that message and telling you, he's faithful to you. Will you be faithful to him? Because at the end of life, when it all comes down to it, guess what he's going to tell us, Jason Donahoe? Well done, thou good and faithful preacher. Nope. Well done, thou good and faithful singer. Well done, thou good and faithful Sunday school teacher. Well done, thou good and faithful video camera operator. Well done, thou good and faithful sound operator. Well done, thou good and faithful janitor. No, you know what he'll say? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Now I'll make you ruler over many. I told you that I wanted something to desire to have something. Lord family, could you come and get ready? The Lord family got a brand new CD out and my favorite song, which just put all this together out of this whole, this whole CD is called Greatest is Faithfulness. And the, I got the lyrics here and I, I thought, man, it would be great if 
the Lord's would be at church tonight. And I didn't even ask him this week because I, I knew they were booked. And I texted Darren. I said, is there, do you have a story? Is there something that you know about this song that I could share with our people? Because I want to share the lyrics. He said, well, we had a cancellation. We get to be there tonight. <laughs> Great is his faithfulness. I'm going to read the lyrics anyway, just so you'll have an understanding. The words, and this is what spoke to me. If you have felt the dark of night, questioning what is out of sight, he is the answer. He is the light. If you have felt the weight of sin, bound by the shame that hemmed you in, he'll break the chains. He will forgive. Lift your head. Morning is coming. There's more to the story. Don't forget, in grief and in glory, still great is his faithfulness. If you felt broken and betrayed, no one to trust alone, afraid. He'll comfort you. He knows your name. If you've wrestled with the ache of loss and why this has been your road to walk, he bore your pain. He wore your cross. So lift your head. Morning is coming. There's more to the story. Don't forget in grief and in glory, still great is his faithfulness. He is faithful. He's my fortress. He's Abba. He's my father. Great is his faithfulness. He's my redeemer, restorer, sustainer. Great is his faithfulness. Wait on him. Rest in him. Find your peace again. Trust in him. Hope in him. Great is his faithfulness. Wait on him. Rest in him. Come find your peace again. Trust in him. Hope in him. Great is his faithfulness. My favorite line, in grief and in glory, still great is his faithfulness.